Cousins, first down, going deep for Diggs. He makes the catch. Stephon Diggs, touchdown. Get a f***ing corner. Like, y'all, get a f***ing corner. Like, I'm listening to the game on the radio. They just scored. Play action. Cousins. Diggs. He's got it. Touchdown. Howie, how hard is it to get a corner? Play action. Cousins to the end zone. It is Diggs. His third touchdown today. What the f*** y'all doing? Like, how hard is it to get a corner? I'm about to whip somebody's ass. What's happening, everybody? This is the Philly Experience Podcast alongside Chris Sacker and Tyre Hood. I'm your host, Max James. Tanner not in studio today. We'll be back next week. But guys, obviously, it's, it's always outrage. great to be with you. We have a lot to get to today. Eagles come off a tough loss. Uh, it was a game for about three quarters. And then uh, the, the Vikings just took off in that fourth quarter. And I tell you what, Stephon Diggs burned us. And, you know, the outcome is not what we wanted. It's certainly not what we expected, and we'll get into that uh, very quickly to start the show. I also want to touch on the Flyers, and they're interesting and a pretty solid start to the season. Um, And then also talk about Gabe and him finally getting fired after about two weeks of, you know, the back and forth of the decision-making process with McPhail and all the guys. So we'll touch on that as well. It's about damn time. Here we go. First, let's get into the Eagles. Guys, this this game did not go as we expected. Um, you know, Dalvin Cook probably coming in was our main focus, and oh, yeah. and we pretty much uh, did a good job. I mean, he did get in the end zone, but we we did a good job as far as you know limiting him to a low amount of rushing yards. So, uh, the, the, obviously, Thielen and Diggs torched us, Max. and we expected that. I mean, we did expect that. Take. Max, let's 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 break this down position by position, and we're going to start with the offense. I right, go go ahead. First off, I have to get this out the way, just in case. Um, people listening on the road, people who's going to be listening to this after the recording, you might want to turn your volumes down. Uh, I'm just I am pissed oh, off. Oh boy. I am livid right now. I am so pissed right now, it's not even funny. All right? I, I kid you not. I've been listening to sports radio since the game, and... If I hear another analyst, if I hear another fan say that Carson Wentz isn't doing his job, I'm going to flip a lid. I kid you not. You want that man to throw the football? You want that man to block? You want that man to catch, tackle, intercept? What else do you want that man to do? Hold on. Let me, let's bring up the stats. Our stat guy, Tanner, is under the weather. So I brought up these stats real quick. Okay. Wentz. Against one of the top defenses in the NFL. 26 for 40 yards, 306 yards, two TDs, and one interception. And that interception, I don't really count. I mean, that was towards the end of the game, and it was kind of forced in. He was trying to make a play. No, that was Dallas Goddard not doing his job. Yeah, you could look at it that way, too. You are a bigger body against a corner. Do your job and box out. I mean, you didn't even make an effort to stop that ball from going into his hands. Okay, Where is the stinking effort on this team? Let's look at some positives. Yeah, okay. What positives? All right, you know what? You're right. You're absolutely right. We're tied D- Desha- right now with Dallas. They're on a three-game losing streak as well. Deshaun is scheduled to come back. Scheduled, scheduled. but not official. I know it's not official. We're trying to be positive here, And team. You know what? I got some. I got 
some positivity. Okay, good. Positivity and negativity. Because oh. here's, here's, here's sick. Here's the sick part. Okay, okay Max, I'm going to let you know right now. <laughs> you were right about Miles Sanders. He's a talented back. And I think he's starting to find a niche in this offense. But here's the one thing that's starting to piss me off. Last six games of plays that we've had 25-plus yards, guess who's been the only player? Miles Sanders. Getting 25-plus yards on passing plays. Last Al- Alshon Jeffrey? No. Miles. You're kidding me, right? Miles. Alshon Jeffrey had a solid game yes, or two days no, no, ago. No, 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 no. 25-plus yards on one play. 25-plus oh. passing play. yards to a certain player. Deshaun. Deshaun. Isn't it Deshaun? Well, last six games. Oh, the last six games. Okay, I'm assuming it's got to be a running back thing because you guys are making it sound like the receivers are horrible. So I'm going to say Jordan Howard and Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders. A okay. rookie. A rookie. Well, gee, I, not a stinking receiver. Not our second-round pick who was hardly seeing the field. Not Mac Hollins. But a rookie receiver. But a rookie running back. Well, T, I feel like a couple weeks ago when we were arguing about Miles Sanders, we weren't. Saying he's bad, I don't think that's what we were going for. Look, we all know he's talented, and hell, you're right. He is the only, other than Deshaun, the only player that has had a 25-plus yard receiving catch. Catch. Up field. I'm sorry. I'm tired. Uh, But, hey, I'm hoping, because without Deshaun, this just looks like the offense that we saw last year, which was very... One-dimensional, not effective. Of course, the running game is more effective than it was last year. I'm not finished. But, going off. But hopefully with Deshaun returning soon, I can turn around. Oh, T, you look very angry. What's, what's I am now? not finished going off. Oh, this, I'm, this is just the beginning. What else? Wide well, right receivers. Okay. Bro, what the heck? Where where the big plays from the receivers? Where? Why are there no downfield plays for the receivers? We don't have any option. We don't have any speed threat. Nelson Aguilar stinks. He's uh, he's not good. First of all, and and second of all, he's without with Deshaun Jackson out. He's our only speed threat. He is. And Alshon's just I slow. Like, man, I feel he's like slow. Every Ertz, single, yeah, Urchis looks slow, slow too. They're they're not speed guys. They're they're go up and get it. They're, yeah, and that's the thing. They can't outrun the corners. So that's the thing. Use that athleticism. Use your athleticism. These guys are supposed to have some of the best hands in the NFL. I don't see it. I, I thought, don't. I thought that Alshon had a good game on Sunday. He did. Watching it. I think he had like 10 catches, to be honest with but you. But I'm seeing really some real unorthodox things happening. Oh. I'm not used to seeing Zach Ertz dropping passes. Dallas Goddard got the drops, too. Yeah, and, and Miles Sanders out of nowhere with that like 30-yard touchdown pass. Which you don't expect. Now here's the thing with with Sanders. I don't. He he's not a better runner. I don't think than Howard is. I think Howard, as far as you know, up the gut type of, of guy is good for us. They you know the ground and pound type of style. But but Sanders could develop into that Tari Cohen type of role. Pass catcher uh, can line up out of the slot, gadget. Uh, you know, get him on the get him on the edge on the end around type of plays. You got to use his skill set uh, to your advantage. And I feel like I if agree. he gets more. Touches on the outside and things like that. Even maybe put him in punt return. Listen, Sproles is out again two days ago. And I agree with that. I completely agree with you. But here's the thing. And now I'm going to attack the coaching, the offensive coaching staff. Oh, my gosh. I miss Frank Wright. I miss John Filippo. I do. Because there's no different play design. Okay, that's fine that your tight ends are your best catchers. 
in this situation with Deshaun Jackson being out. So you're going to run a little bit more 12 personnel. That's fine. You might even play around with some 11 personnel. That's fine. But all throughout training camp, I kept hearing how they were running 21 personnel. For those of you who don't know what 21 personnel is, that's two running backs on the field, one tight end. All right? Our best offensive assets at this point with Deshaun Jackson being out is Jordan Howard and Miles Sanders. Call some mismatches. All right? You don't know what the heck's going to happen as a defense when you have Miles Sanders and Jordan Howard out there on the field. Why am I not seeing that variation? Well, Where is the creativity? Let's factor in it. Let's put this in here. All right. First of all, we go on the road, right? Minnesota, on paper, is probably a better team than we are. And they also I'm had, not arguing that. They also had an advantage. I felt like the refs really played a role. Don't they, even. No. I'm not using that as an excuse. You no. I'm don't not you saying go it's there. An excuse. You didn't see their purple t-shirts under their shirts? Don't you go there. Okay. I'm not using that as an we excuse. Got, I'm not saying that was a piss right. poor effort on Sunday. But but again, we, we were flat out just, just handled by the better team. And, you and listen, ass. I think everybody out there who wants to go out there and get Jalen Ramsey... Listen, no. If we if we go out and get Jalen Ramsey, does that really make us a Super Bowl contender? We're gonna get, no, we're gonna, it doesn't. We're going to get to no. that later. You know? We're no. going to get to that later. But but again, let's go. I want to talk about some Howie Roseman too. Um, oh, we're going to get to well. him. Yeah, we're going to get to him but later too. As far as this whole Wentz he's, thing goes, I can't. People are blaming Carson Wentz. Listen, his guys are not helping him out at all. The offensive no. lines banged, ooh, ooh, beat ooh, up. Ooh, no, you know what? His his play his playmakers. <laughs> aren't talented. I mean, let's say we do get Deshaun Jackson back. I mean, yeah, it'll make a difference. But at the same time, if the other guys aren't catching, if the other guys aren't getting open, it's not going to matter. I'm glad you I'm brought up you. the offense. <laughs> I'm glad you brought up the offensive line because, T, I wanted to ask you something. Why does it look like every time I watch Andre Dillard, it looks like he's getting run let me, over? Let me explain something to you. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me explain yes, something. Our first Why is he getting no, no, run no. over? Let me explain something to y'all right now. All right, I'm going to tell you exactly what's going on. In practice during the weeks, for the most part, the starters are the only ones that's getting practice time. You backups, the backups may come in for a series or two, but it's not too often that the backups really get any practice. You know why Andre Andre Dillard is on his ass? Because he's not getting any reps in practice. I'm sorry, Max. You are absolutely correct. I love Jason Peters. I love him to death. My favorite current Eagle. I I love him. I would love nothing more than to see him retire. In that midnight green. But doggone it, I think it's time to bench Jason Peters. I think it's time. The in and out, the injuries, the little injuries, there's no prep work for the rookie. Okay? Listen, every ant rusher has his own set of moves. All right? Everson Griffin is very, very, very powerful with his hands. Very violent hands. Very Very strong upper body strength. You cannot prepare for that. When you're just looking at film and you're not getting the reps practicing in practice. I agree 100%. At this point, I think it's time for Jason Peters to finally take that knee. I think we need to go back to the old Yeller story and put Jason Peters out of his misery. I'm sorry. That sounds cruel. I love Jason Peters, but doggone it. It's time for Andre Dillard to man that left tackle position. Look, he's a professional football player. I understand that. And I understand he's a rookie, but... I feel like that's just poor management of your rookie talent. I mean, I don't know if it's You're correct a, or not, but why would you? Let's say it, it, say it is true. Why? Why would you not give him reps? You don't give him reps because you're trying to get the starters ready, not the backups. You don't. You're not going to go into practice into a game assuming that your starters are going to get hurt. Look, I know you want an old yeller, uh, Jason Peters, but 
I the Eagles are not going to do that. I know, but he is also an ankle tweak away. It's an outrage. Andre Dillard starting for the rest of the season, and that's my point. That is my exact so, point. So. I don't know. If that is true, what you said, he's not getting any practice time. I'm not going to say he's not going to get any, but it's very little. That just seems so irresponsible. Listen, I told everybody before the season started, Jason Peters should not be on this team. I did agree and say that Sproles Sproles should be back. But at that time, I thought he was healthy, and he's flat out not. No. You know, he's not even playing in the games. He missed the game, obviously, two days ago. He's not even in offensive plays anymore. Yeah. So, And he started out week one. Didn't he get like 10 carries in week one? I said from the minute Darren Sproles was signed, I said, that is not a good idea. You should just let... Darren Sproles go. Now he's taking up an entire roster spot. Yeah. And now Corey Clement is on IR. Listen, I figured I figured that with, with the talent, everybody talked about the depth that we had. I figured that wouldn't matter. It's good to have a guy that's a veteran presence back this there only to return punts. I didn't want him incorporated into the offense. And now he's hurt. What a, that was a waste of, like, what, like $4 million. Peters is a waste of $13 million. And, and people are saying Brandon Graham's having a good season. Oh, we, yeah, against the Jets, he I can mean, get to the quarterback. But okay. he's he's he still is he can't get to Kirk Cousins. Maybe to, he got there once yesterday or two years ago. Up, saying two. to finish up my offensive points, and then we're gonna talk about this. Sorry, excuse for an eleven personnel that we call a defense. There is no offensive creative play design. Okay, I don't know how involved Mike Grow is with preparation during the week, but compared to Frank Wright and how we played when Frank Wright was our offensive coordinator, oh, there's a huge difference. There is a visible huge. Difference. I think you got to give Howard all of the carries and have uh, Sanders come in maybe for a third down and really any passing work. Or how about putting them both in the backfield? Having them both on the There's, field at the same an option. time. I just feel like if you only have one of them out there, Sanders can't pass block because of how small no, he is. No, and he gets, son. When he son. runs, he no, gets son. tackled immediately. Let me tell you about Miles He can't Sanders. get away from people. You're, okay. He can't get away from people. And how is he – he can't block. The linebacker's coming at him. Oh, Anthony son. Barr is oh, coming right at him. Son. You're, you're correct in the fact that he has yet, he has yet to learn how to um, dodge tacklers in the open. Jordan field. Howard's a better are, pass blocker. You are correct. No. In terms of pass blocking, Miles Sanders has been putting people on their ass, including linebackers. Miles Sanders is a hell of a pass blocker. See, you know better than I would because you watch the film, so I can't argue here. But from what I'm saying as far as stature, I felt like Jordan Howard would be a better option back stature, there. Stature, yes. Now, in terms of pass blocking, they are both equal. But Miles Sanders can hold Let me own. ask you this question. Let me ask you this question. All right. So, so Miles Sanders is a good pass blocker, like, like you're saying to me right now. Why is it that he can block Anthony Barr and linebackers like that when he can't even escape a single arm tackle on the outside. It's different because it's different because you're look at it like this. That's a good question. Look at it like this. Like it's when a, it's, growing, yeah, answer when that you're, question. When you're growing up, all right, 18 to 21, 22 year old, your body is still Miles Sanders. Your body is that. still growing. Well, you're, you still haven't grown into your body yet. You're going up against grown ass men in the NFL who's been strength training for five plus years, who has the strength to hold up against 300 plus pounders, who. Bitch is 500-plus pounds every day. I don't know about that. It's different. You're going up against grown men. Miles Sanders is still a baby still trying to develop. He has yet to develop balance yet. He has yet to develop his strength yet. All those things are going to come in due time should he put in the work. I, I 100% agree, but still the question is still out there. How is he able to block this, this humongous linebackers that are coming blitzing that right up the gut? Technique. And he can't. Technique. 
Technique. Well, we were always taught in pat and blocking, blocking period. Your pad level has to come lower than the guy that's coming at you. That's number one. Number two, he's putting the top, the crown of his head, right to the chin of the defenders coming in. Man, you feel that impact from a helm from a plastic helmet, boom. On your ground. Well, he better learn how to break off his the one arm tackles on the outside. I think he will, but that's gonna take time. Not it's it's very rare a running back will come in and be able to break arm tackles. Shady didn't do it in his rookie year. Let me take it back to the Packers game a couple weeks ago. What ch- what play changed that game? The Miles Sanders return. Yes. Yeah. Right? The Miles Sanders return. He you had wide get him, open lanes. You have to get him going in different ways. You know, get him you. back there. Darren Sproles is no longer here. Let's just factor that in right now. You're never yeah. going to see him again. Let's put Miles Sanders back there and get him going to help this team out in different ways besides just – Getting a handoff and taking it for two yards. This ain't nothing but some old bull. You know what I mean? Like, no, I'm serious. I'm serious. You gotta try different things because listen, this is the person that we have. It's not we're not going to magically get in here and, and all of a sudden we have Zeke on our team and you know like this is who we have. Ew, we have to God. find out ways to work and it doesn't get any easier next week. I agree. When we go to Dallas. Now, so, let's move on to the sorriest, the sorriest sacks of. I have ever seen in my life. This entire defensive unit pisses me off. And y'all know why. Y'all know I'm a defensive player. You know what, Max? <laughs> Let me explain something to you before I break this down position by position. And I showed Chris this this morning. Oh, boy. <laughs> that second Stefan Diggs touchdown. And I, I'm going to show you after the show. Take a guess how many players were on the field during that oh, touchdown. Oh, jeez. Really, we were short 10. I go 10. There was no deep safety. Ten freaking players. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, there were only ten players on the team. There was I, only ten players on the field. Yeah, ten on the team. My field. Yes, yes. Okay. I, meant, <laughs> I meant field. All right, all right. I am pissed off. He showed me too. Well, I, listen. Any D back we have on our team, I mean, it's just Diggs is just going to blow right past. Well, I guess if you look at that play. I remember the first time watching that play. I'm going, Russell Douglas, what are you doing? Because you because see, he was expecting well, no, safety Russell help. Russell Douglas know, just he, started going like this. He, and it all like, no, tr- was, I'm going to tell you why. Backpedaling, backpedaling, and then, oh, wait, he's 10 yards past me yeah, already. Yeah, exactly. Because, because Let Chris Stephane, explain it to you. Stefan goes around Russell. Russell is still standing there. I'm like, Russell, St- Stefan Diggs just burned you. What are you doing? And I was just, I just remember thinking, what is I'm he doing? You. I'm sick of you. And so T very eloquently explained it to me with uh, absolute uh, uh, censorship this morning. That uh, I'm not putting up with it. It's too much horse. It's too that much. Rasul was expecting safety help, but apparently the safeties were up. Where's the damn safety? And Rasul Douglas did not have no safety help. And uh, uh, let's be honest, even if there was safety help, things will just blow by him. But too. still. What is but Ronnie still, McLeod going to come out of nowhere? But Russell, like, stop, Douglas, stop Russell Douglas knew. He knows he can't keep up with Stephon Diggs. Nobody that's, can keep up with Stephon Diggs. I'm not going to say that. Maybe like that, what, Darius Slay. But that's maybe Jalen. But that's the reason why he was kind of backpedaling a little bit. Because, yes, he was going slow because he expected safety help and didn't get it. That's the issue. <sighs> Ten players on the stinking field. Ronnie McLeod was in the box. Well, we got rid of Zach Brown, too. You want to talk about some linebackers? We're going to talk okay. about that later. Okay. Let me get to this defensive line. But this piss poor of a defensive line. Get it to Kirk Cousins. One stinking time. Brandon Graham has 
Fletcher, Fletcher Cox is not himself. We all we, we can't because Fletcher Cox is playing eighty plus percent of the dog on snap. I think he's hurt. I think he's hurt. He's, he, he I don't think he has a sack this year, and that's just not like he him. doesn't. But that's because he's out there for most of the plays because of the lack of depth that defensive tackle. Yeah, that's true as well. Timmy Jernigan's out, and we lost Malik Jackson early on in the season, which has Jeez. hurt us too. Oh my God. Now let's move that, on. Those are two good points. Now let's move on to these piss poor defensive ends. Derek Barnett. Oh, I am about a couple weeks away from calling him a bust. I am. I, I, I have never okay. seen a defensive end that bites hard on play actions. Oh, my goodness. As you, Your job as an edge rusher, an edge defender, I don't care if you stay play outside linebacker. Stay I don't care lane. if you play defensive end. Stay your ass to the outside. Nothing is supposed to go outside you. Do you know the reason why these reverses are working, why these play action passes work? Why? Because the defensive end keeps crashing in and biting on everything. When that one play-action pass that Kirk Cousins threw to, to, to Stephon Diggs, I believe it was the third touchdown on that play-action. If the defensive end, Derek Barnett, if he just stays home, don't follow the play, stay to the edge, stay home, you would have seen Kirk Cousins and you would have had a beeline to him. And Kirk Cousins would have been scared I- and probably threw up a duck. I just want to address that. I don't know if Derek Barnett's a bust. Look, I understand 17 picks later you could have picked T.J. Watt. <laughs> but, yes. But. That would have helped. You oh, could have yeah. traded down, got more draft picks, and would have had a better pass rusher. Perhaps. But Derek, I, I, I still classify Derek Barnett as a younger player. I know he's supposed to be. I mean, he's more seasoned, obviously. What is this, his third? Second or third? Se- third. Third. Yeah, it's his third. Third season. Yeah. Uh, I, dude, I feel like, I, I mean, I understand what you're saying at the same time because we are biting on everything, but I don't know about Here's us. the thing. In, in this day and age, you have to have a rotation of players. Our defense was uh, of line was so good two years ago because we had eight guys that could come in and play the position well. Chris Long is no longer here. Timmy Jernigan's not here right now because he's banged up and he's hurt. Uh, oh. You also... Oh, by go the way, ahead, go ahead. you, Max, uh, Vinny Curry, yo, he uh, ain't jeez. Right? Yeah, yeah. He I did save any. up a I did save he, any he Curry. He was effective was gonna... the 2017 year. He was effective. I thought it, that's what made me think uh, he was going to come back, and he I had confidence in his, his ability. I had confidence in his ability. That's why I thought he was going to come in and step up this season. However, on the other hand, uh, he's taken a big decline down the hill. So, uh, obviously frustrating, but this is the problem here. And let's be realistic about the situation we're in. We don't have the depth on defensive lines to get to the quarterback. Our linebackers are non-existent. Nigel Bradham's hurt, and he's our only one, really, that's that's any sort of talented whatsoever. And our secondary is the worst in football. And Malcolm Jenkins also (laughs) is another guy. He wants to get paid all this money. And he's old, man. He's looking old. I mean, I get it. He's the team leader. He's, He's really, he's been there for a while, and he's really... Or he has been very talented, he's, he's but again, in, he he really hasn't shown me much to, this season. Oh, to me, he's been invisible this year. Oh, yes, since we I, want to talk about the linebackers, um, real quick. Um, yeah, Zach Brown. Okay. Yeah, okay. you dumbass. You pissed off Kirk Cousins by opening your big fat mouth. He throws for over four hundred yards, and guess what? Now you want to eat crow in a press conference and not want to talk about what you said? No. Let me tell you something. And this goes for players and everybody else. Whatever you do, okay? You better make sure 
that your mouth can cash the checks well, T, that you're going to write. For the listeners who may not know, what did Zach Brown say? Zach Brown basically said that Kirk Cousins was... No, he didn't basically. He straight up said Kirk Cousins was the weakest link of the on Vikings, the Redskins the Red offense. Vikings, well, when he was playing for the well, Redskins. When he was playing for the Redskins. All right, listen. Let me, but, let me well, relate this. No, go ahead. Go ahead. But no, I thought he was referring to the Vikings. Anyway, doesn't matter. Either no, way, he called him the weakest the link. The weakest link, yes. And that they want to keep the ball out of Dalvin Cook's hands and keep it in Kirk Cousins' hands. Yep. What happened? You've seen what happened. Oh, yeah, I did. I forgot. This is what this is what needs to happen. This is And this is only my opinion, obviously. I think this game on Sunday night is going to tell us a lot about this team, right? Okay, we're tied for the division lead right now. If we lose this game, I think that we really have to reassess this ain't nothing but some old bull. How, how we're going to go about the future, all right? If we win this game, then I may go out there and look to find a defensive back of some sort or a linebacker of some sort in a trade. And for, right? for because all, hold on, hold on. Because if you go for the four, if you go to four and a three and take the division lead, you can't just give up. I know, I know, we may not have the talent to compete in the playoffs this year uh, and go have a deep run. But if you're four and three and have that division lead over Dallas, especially beating them once on the road already, you have to kind of go for the division win at that point. But if we lose this game on Sunday and Dallas goes up, they get Amari oh, Cooper back and they go up a game in the division, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, okay, this might not be our year. Nah. It might. It just flat out might not be our year. There's better teams. This is, and we're not even talking out of the conference or out of the division. Or you got San Francisco. You got Seattle. The Rams haven't been playing great, but they're still the Rams. <coughs> Green Bay looks good. Hell, Detroit looks good. Man. Minnesota just beat us. So we really have to reassess how we are and where we stand. We all know that one trade is not going to put us over the top, but we really do need to find D-backs. And, and again, this is about acquiring assets. I'm not saying we're going to go into full tank mode here. Look, But, if, but we really need to – because, listen, we have multiple <laughs> positions to address. All right, It's not just one cornerback or one position. It's multiple corners. It's multiple linebackers. And we need – some sort of depth at D line. So that's like six or seven players, I, I, right? I'm gonna there. follow up on that. Six or seven I'm players. I'm gonna follow up on that statement. And listen, that's only on defense. But that's six or seven guys that we need to fill that have to be talented oh, on yeah. defense. I'm yeah, no, I, no I, I agree with you that this coming game is really a huge turning point for the season as far as the outlook on the rest of the season. If we lose to the team that lost to the team that we absolutely killed last week. No, listen, we should lose problem. this game. We should lose this game. We're underdogs. We're Dude. going on the road. Amari Cooper could be back. You, you, remember, he missed last game. He doing? missed against the Jets. He missed who, that game. I, I Look, I know. But the, I, that is still a more talented team than the New York Jets. I agree with you. But Darnold coming back, I don't know. It's like almost like Minshew in week two or three or whatever. The, the team just seems to rise up behind him. And they really just play well, with, especially with Darnold back. Jameson Crowder looked like a different player. Just, he had 10 catches week one, and then Darnold went out for a couple games. And then Darnold comes back, and Crowder has six catches for like 100 yards. Let's, let's real quick, let's go back on the Zach Brown thing, because a lot of people are being, you know, misconstrued, thinking that, you know, his comments were the reason why he got cut. That, that was just the icing on the cake. I agree 100%. For, the whole foundation he had underneath of that, of that icing was horrible. For the people yeah. who really paid attention to how Zach Brown's been playing this season, yeah. all right, he's played like crap. Yeah. He, all right, he does not shed well off of blocks. He's missed assignments. He's overpursued. He's been in the wrong gaps way too many times. He's lackadaisical on hustle and big plays down the field. He just walks and jogs. Mm-hmm. I remember one play in on Sunday where he just straight up 
I think I forgot who uh, what running back went to the house. Might have been Dalvin Cook. He's going to the outside and he's just you know jogging along while uh, Rodney McLeod trying to force him outside. And Rodney McLeod couldn't force him outside for a good three seconds. He's just jogging all lackadaisical. Oh, oh, I'm here. I'm here. No. <laughs> no! Hustle! <laughs> Do your freaking job! Oh, oh, I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> like he's walking on a beach. God! That's funny. This ain't nothing but some old bull. All right, see, we understand the frustration. I Believe me, I get it. Now, listen. I want to talk about Howie Roseman, which we have not brought up yet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's think about everything he's done. You, right? When's the Super Bowl? And this goes, this goes for Doug, too, who had a couple comments that were interesting earlier this week. But how he assembled this team, you have to know. It's, and, and listen, I just want to relate this to the Phillies. Klintak knows we don't have the pitching. Howie knew we don't have the D-backs, and nothing was done about it. He re-signs the- Peters for $13 million. $13 million, You draft. You draft the future left tackle, and he's literally a bench player. You draft Arcega Whiteside in the all. second round, and he's we don't need receivers. Why is he drafting receivers? We didn't need a running back. Here's we traded for Jordan Howard. What the hell is up with him Here's, and his okay, decision making? We, we, Here's the we thing needed with, a running game. Here's the thing with we, Andre, we traded for Jordan Howard. If we didn't have Sanders right now, our running game would still be pretty efficient. Here's the thing with Andre Dillard. They drafted him, yes, for the future. Here's the thing. Once he drafts them, at that point, it's up to the coaches to decide no. what they're going to do with you put it. You don't take a 24th or 26th overall pick. I agree with and you. And put him in at left. You put him right in there. He's a I goddamn left tackle. I agree with you wholeheartedly. 100% I agree with you. Especially because for the last couple of years, Jason Peters has been in and out the lineup. Just a horrible, horrible decision, man. We could have taken that $13 million, gave it to Clowney, and hey, we would have had a pass rusher. Hey, Matt, and let me piss you off even more. Oh. Let me piss you off even more. This will, right. piss, this I went will back, piss you off. I went back and this looked at the 2017 draft. All right, we picked Derek Barnett in the first round. We could have traded back and gotten T.J. Watt. We discussed that. So it's, in the second round, forty-third overall, we picked Sidney Jones. Let's see. Let's go down the list real quick of players who, in the second round, who were drafted after Sidney Jones. Do you know who got picked in the second round, sixty-two overall, by the Pittsburgh Steelers? Juju Smith-Schuster. Look, I mean, it's not the same position, but... Not the same position, but we could have had an impact play at the receiver position. Po- people and we wouldn't be struggling people, people, with the receiver position People probably don't like to take receivers in the first round. At this point, I'm sick of hearing about all the talk, all the Mike Mayox back when he was an analyst. Oh, this guy's got a good motor. Oh, this guy's got good potential. Oh. I'm watching every college game on Saturdays, right? And I'm a college football guy. I see the good players. It's pretty damn simple to see who's good and who's not good. I mean, uh, listen, Tua Tagovailoa. I, I think you I should share Jerry Judy for the wide receiver from Alabama. What is he going to suck in the NFL? He's an absolute monster. And you I go out there and draft him. I think you should uh, continue. Oh, I'm going to continue because there are more. Oh yes, it gets worse. Okay, Russell Douglas. We're going to give him a pass. Oh jeez, he was no, no. A- we're going to. He's the only decent he's, corner he's that the we only have. Good corner. He, we if have. you put him in the right scheme, if you put Russell Douglas in the right scheme. Okay, which we will get to I later. Take that back. He's not our only good corner. He's our only effective corner. Yeah, I think he's like a good fourth corner on our on our team. Ooh, 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 ooh. If we had like a, a solid this. team altogether. Twenty seventeen, same draft, fourth round, Matt Collins. Guess who gets picked? One pick after that, Tariq Cohen. 
Matt Collins. How is he still on his team? Ooh, you know, yeah. Matt Collins has one moment in the Eagles uniform. That one bomb that went through to him two years ago. That's all he's had in the Eagles uniform. Only moments he's had. Yeah. One. Oh, one get, moment. Oh, let's get better. Remember oh. when we drafted Danelle Promfrey in the same round after that? Dude. Guess who got drafted second to last in the fourth round, 143rd overall? Marlon Mack. Wow. That's pretty bad. I could use some Marlon Mack. The Mack's. draft history is horrible. Wait, was, and this is just one draft. What, wasn't there one more you wanted to share with us? Oh, this, and this is with Joe draft. Douglas as well. So I don't want to hear the yes, whole fact that Joe, Joe Douglas, too, because he's Joe, left. Joe he, Douglas was supposed to be brought in here to help Howie Roseman in drafting players because apparently drafting players isn't Howie Roseman's strength. Exactly. Fine. But apparently Joe Douglas can't draft either. Look at the guy. He cut that uh, Jordan Polite, that defensive end out of Florida. He was a first-round pick. I don't know if it was last year or two years ago. And, they, and the Jets cut him flat out. Maybe he was a third rounder. I forget. I, forget. I saw Boy. it in the news, but this has this is to. Brutal. This, this is brutal. And, and now, and now, everybody's looking at Doug, and everybody's looking at Wentz, and it's like, do something. There's not much you can do. Max, once upon a time in the summer, we were talking about this team being a Super Bowl contender, and now, once upon a time back in 2017, we, we won the Super Bowl. We were good. Everything was going we well. We had an effective offense without really a deep threat. Granted, T, T, Luke I really Nelson. wish, I really wish I paid attention more to the film aspect of things because mm-hmm. going as an Eagles fan, going into what week six, seven, eight in the future, mm-hmm. I know that we're going to get, we're going to give up about forty points a game. So I don't even <laughs> look at the defensive aspect and say, oh, like Zach Brown, like missed a block, like everybody's miss or Zach Brown missed a tackle. Everybody's going to miss something because we're giving up a billion points a game. I just focus on the offense, and this is the problem. The offense was supposed to be the good part of our team, You're and they're correct. struggling like hell. Our offensive line's old and banged up. Our quarterback doesn't have any time in the pocket. His receivers can't catch the football. They can't get open either. Hey, guess Ertz, what? Where's Ertz? Hey, guess what? He's you, the best tight end or second up, best. Where bring, is he? You want to bring up receivers, right? You want to bring up receivers. You know the one thing that our receivers are supposed to do, but they don't? Where's the dog on 50-50 balls that they're supposed to catch? They're not catching those. They're dropping them. And listen, all right, while you play around with your microphone, let me bring this stat up real quick. Let me bring this stat up. So here's the crazy part. Let's go back to the 2016 draft. Say Let, something. Let's go. Yeah, say something. Go ahead. Continue. Continue. All right. Oh, crap. Let's go back to the go 2016 to the draft. Go to the other mic. Let's go back to the 2016 draft. Yeah. Halapula Vati Vatai was drafted in the fifth round along with Wendell Smallwood. Okay? And I believe uh, I believe Halapula Vati Vatai. Yeah, Halapula Vati Vatai was the last pick in the fifth round. Guess who gets picked? One pick after Vatai. Who? Tyreek Hill. Wow, we could use Tyreek Hill. <laughs> The one thing that we don't have on this offense hey, to I'll, spread the field. I just have one question for you. How many Super Bowls does Tyreek Hill have? That's not the point. How many more Super Bowls will we have with Tyreek Hill? That's good. Okay, that's a good point. And by the way, <laughs> comes back from an injury and apparently can grab a 50-50 ball at five foot nine than any of our six three, six four, six five, six six this receivers. Is, he's well, making hey, another great point. You're pretty. You're that's pre- all true. You're pretty lucky to have him on fantasy. That's all true, but but here's here's the problem. How do we solve? I don't give these, a damn about fantasy. How, do, how do we solve these issues going forward? So the first step is to gather assets because our defense as a whole. I don't want to hear about well, the injuries. Well, Look what crazy on the blocks going to come back. Ooh, ooh, gravy on the blocks. Now, kid you not, if I have somebody, gonna... if I have somebody walk up to me and say that, oh, Jalen Mills is going to save this defense, I kid yeah. you not, I'm going to slap you. Yeah, I'm going to slap you. Like we okay. need so, to gather assets. So, 
Okay, say, say, God forbid, you knock on dumbass. wood, knock on wood, we lose this game on Sunday. Is that, hey, we got a tank time? Tank? I wouldn't say that. No. I would not say tank. But I will I mean, say how, this. We but, better make some damn trades and gather some assets. I would look to trade some rolls, players. You better start calling. Uh, start, we have Goddard and Ertz. I would look to trade, possibly trade Zach Ertz. You Listen, know what's crazy? Oh good season. You know what's crazy? We, we laughed at the idea of trading Zach Ertz. In the beginning, yeah. If, if so you, you lose on put, Sunday, Dallas Goddard's going to be just this. Going, you're just going to go Dallas. We Goddard? could get maybe a second refer. Even maybe, I don't know if we could first for him, but we could get a second round pick for Ertz. We should get a first for Ertz. You yeah. think we should get a first round it, pick for Ertz? As crazy as this sounds, and I don't want to sound too extreme because that's not the type of show that we want to do. But you're going to have to consider giving up some sort of asset to make this team competitive. Make this team um, competable again. I think Ertz right. is a good player. You are abso- but you yeah, guys are all absolutely correct in the fact that one corner is not going to change this team. But let's look at it from a schematic standpoint of view. Jim Swartz, who I truly is the ire of my anger at this point, <laughs> plays one safety high all the time. He likes to keep that one safety inside to help stop the run. If you have one shutdown corner on one side, that deep safety can now only can now only has to be concerned with one side of the field because the other side of the field has a lockdown defender on that side. I agree. So you, everybody keeps saying one corner isn't going to help. You're you're absolutely correct because the issues are more. It's than going just to the help. Players. Don't get me wrong. It's going to help, but it's not going to take us to no, no, no. what we thought. No, we no, were. it's not going to take us over yonder. Yes, but it's going to help out tremendously because remember at the end of the day we still don't have no freaking pass rush. And that's another exactly. thing. I don't know who the defensive line coach is, but he got to get fired. Because <laughs> what, no, what are you saying out of the uh, no, defensive line? Coach? If you notice, look how everybody else plays defense around the NFL. Look how players use their hands. Different pass rush moves on every play. What do we do all the time? We bull rush. We collapse the pocket all the time. All four players. Nobody is using an array of moves. Nobody's using speed moves. Nobody uses their hands. Everybody just bull rushes. I mean, here's what we have to do. I'll tell you what we have to do in order to win these games. If Amari Cooper plays on Sunday, you double team the hell out of him. I don't want to hear any zone coverage or shadow coverage. You know that's not going to happen. No, you do it, man. He's the one guy that can beat you on that offense. Michael Gallup's going to beat us? Because that guy doesn't know what the hell he's doing. He's good, but but I I don't. I mean, I'm not like, oh my God, Michael Gallup, Randall Cobb. Like those guys, we can handle, in my opinion. But you, you sure and about Mark that? Cooper, you sure about that? I, I'm not sure about it. Hey, but Max, I have a, we have a better chance of stopping them one on one than we do with Amari Cooper. Max, you can go out there and hit a double move right now in any one of these corners, and you'll burn them. That's how bad. Man, this, we're, we're, I'm trying to make good out of, out of a tough situation here. You can try. Go you ahead. double team Amari Cooper if he plays. You stack the box against Zeke, and then you leave your other guys one on one with the other receivers. As much as and I, you live and die. As much as I hope that happens, I don't think it is. No. That's what you do. You stack the box on Zeke. Look, you try to get some pass rush on Dak, and you double team Amari Cooper. Think about this the coaching only- staff. Yes, <laughs> I want this entire defensive coaching staff gone. I want even the guys that bring them coffee in the morning gone. Listen, it, it's I per- want that. We see what's happening here. We see. We understand what's happening here. We can't what, get any pass put rush. Bad defense Zeke, in their coffee. You got to stop what they have that do- they do well, and that's run the football with Zeke. You stack the box on Zeke, and you just stuff him. Right then, what do you have to worry about? Gallup, Randall Cobb, no. Amari Cooper, the superstar receiver out there, who if we leave one-on-one, look what we did with him. Devontae Adams burned us. Uh, Diggs burned us. Hell, even Thielen burned us. you got to stop Amari Cooper. You are absolutely correct. And your strategy? We're not saying yes. you're wrong. 
You are, I completely agree with your you strategy. You live and die. If, if Gallup goes off for eight catches on 102 yards and two touchdowns, Max, we tried. All right? we're not, Max, we're not arguing that. We completely agree with you. Any dumb fool who doesn't even know a thing about football like but me. look at stats would be able to come up with that strategy. So, so We're not debating that. The debate is whether or not this coaching staff will actually do it. That's a fair point. That is the problem. And I'll tell you what, right now, weekend, that's a good point. Weekend and week out. Weekend and week out. He comes in with the same scheme, the same strategy, same single high. Oh, my goodness. And then the press conference The press conference irritated me when they talked about that four, um, when they talked about that one touchdown. And they were talking about how, and Doug said that on that play it was supposed to be four quarters. Four quarters, let me break this down to y'all. Four quarters is basically like, it's a cover four. So that's that two corners and the two safeties, they're all playing deep. Why the hell are the safeties in the box? Listen, I... I, t- I can understand maybe one safety guarding the crosser across the middle of the field, but why are both the safeties up? I could see us... Now, listen, I could see us sitting on the show next week and we could be talking about a whole different discussion. Oh, because yeah. Because I'm bringing up, I'm bringing up trade options. I'm bringing up... I'm going to sit down and try to think about the future of this team if we were to lose this game. Also, if we win this game, because that changes things a little bit as well. So next week's show is going to be big because we're going to have to sit here and decide, listen, which direction are we going? Are we going to go in on this season? Are we going to go trade for that Jalen Ramsey? Or are we going to fall back and say, hey, listen, what do we have to trade? What can we afford to lose, right? We can afford to, to, low trade, to trade Ertz, in my opinion. I think we can I get mean, maybe a two and a four. Dude. And there you go. You gotta, And you got to hit on the picks. Listen, you find diamonds in the rough. Tyreek Hill later on in the rounds. Juju fell to the second round. There's guys all over the place. This Alvin Kamara, Alvin Kamara, though. fourth round pick. This current third, management, third won't. round pick. So you have to be able to hit on these picks, and that's what makes a great organization. You understand be able what I'm saying to, to you? Get elevated up to the Super Bowl type of, you know, uh, atmosphere to this type of Super Bowl level that we know we can be. Because here's the positive thing: we have a superstar quarterback, right? We do the, the players no that debate. we put around him aren't going to have any trouble. He's a great guy. He's a great. He's got great work ethic. He's everything you want in a quarterback. You know what's crazy? Now you got to build around him. Alshon Jeffrey's what? old. What? He's old. He cannot get away from guys anymore. And and listen, he can't. He's injured a lot. His knees are banged up a lot. You know, he can't go up and get those 50-50 You know balls. what's crazy? Um, speaking of Carson Wentz, this was the first game on the field that I physically seen him get frustrated. This is the very first I, game I, think I have seen. I'll say this is the second game I ever saw him get frustrated. The other one I remember is last year against the Saints when we got blown out 48 nothing. Yeah, but the level of frustration that he had on Sunday, Holy crap. he might have said some choice he, words he's that, trying we, so, that we're saying on this show today. He's that. trying so hard with what he has, and he just doesn't He doesn't have anything to help him. Uh, yeah, because he has this as players. Are you piece of Swiss cheese? He's got a horrible offensive line. Works. Right, and, and I'll say this. You know, Lane's played it well for the most part. Brooks... Kelsey hasn't played well, in my opinion. And Peters has been a real problem. That left side has been a problem. We never really had a left guard. Wisniewski, I don't no, count him. No, Wisniewski, Wisniewski did his job. Dude, whatever happened to him? Like, I think he just fell out of grace, to be honest with you. With yeah, the we, we, he got so, cut. We brought him back. He, he got was cut. so good that Super Bowl year. He just fell. I, I think there were reports out that Wisniewski and Jason Peters, there wasn't really a whole lot of chemistry there. Mm. So there were some issues. But that's the thing. When Wisniewski was, and you didn't have to worry Diller, about that left side. I agree. Diller better get a lot of reps in practice this week. And I because I'm sick of having Peters come we, in, play two snaps, and then, oh, my foot's sore. And he goes out and sits. And all I say to him is this. Clap. Let's all clap and cheer on our team on the sideline. No, what is he here for? I don't know what he's here for. 
because all he uh, does is go and he's got like six trainers looking at him and he's got a back problem. Like, just get Dillard back. out there and have Dillard get experience this season, man, because he's going to be our future left tackle. Hey, speak. I, I mean, speaking of bad management, um, if you don't mind me uh, mm-hmm. changing lanes here, but the Phillies fired Gabe Kapler. Mm. Oh, 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 T, T, yep. they fired Kapler. Oh, oh, what do you think? It's about damn time. <laughs> That's what I okay. think. That I, I didn't actually watch the press conference of John Milton, Matt Clentak, and Andy McPhail. McPhail, thank you. Um, all I know is that. From what I heard, they are all going in different directions. I was about to say because from what I heard, because I didn't watch it, I didn't watch the hundred percent of it either. But all I heard was that it was a show. Yeah, it, they do not seem to be because apparently Matt, Matt Clentag had no intentions of getting rid of Gabe Kapler. He wanted to keep him around. John Middleton was like, "Nah, screw that. We're getting rid of Gabe Kapler." You dumbass. And Andy was like, "Hey, I'm just here for a paycheck, dude." Okay. I'm just here so I don't get fired. Any Check. manager who sees that is like that does not look attractive to because that guy doesn't know yeah. what the hell he's Chris, doing. Chris, what? No one what? knows what the hell they're doing. <laughs> no one has any idea. John Middleton is the owner. The owner's supposed to sit up in his little box in his little tower and point the fingers around. Right? He wants to get his fingerprints on this team. Right? He he, he literally said, "quote I don't want to sit like a potted plant in the corner." Like. He wants you to be involved. To you? He's hiring guys that he they're supposed to do a great job for him, and then he's like, "Oh, oh, wait, 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 T, T, I don't agree with your decision. I'm going to override you, mm. even though I hired you to do the job. Bunch of even though lights. I hired you to do the job, I'm still going to override your decision, which right? Is, which Here's is the problem: an asinine thing to be honest. They're gonna, they're not gonna. Every all the names you're hearing, Girardi, Madden. We're not hiring any of those superstar managers. What do you think they're going to? First of all, what do you think they want to come here? They got to no. compete with the Braves and the Nats for the next ten years. We're going to be in third, even the Mets with Pete Alonso. We're going to be in third and fourth place. Hey guys. On top of that, they want a yes man, right? Capital was a yes man. Clentac, even if we get show all off, these, all these guys are not yes men. All the D- Dusty that's Baker. That's my too. point. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But listen, they yeah. don't hey have guys, any leverage. Real, real quick before you continue on, so Max, I mean Tanner, just texted us and said the first thing he heard when he turned on the radio was that Max could burn any of our corners. <laughs> so shout out, shout out to Tanner under the weather. But, you know. Feel better, man. <laughs> listen, Chris, continue what you were saying about no, the Phillies. Okay, so. Yeah, any manager who has a head on their shoulders uh, is going to see this situation in Philadelphia and going to be like, "That is blasphemous." Exactly. Anyone they interview, he's they're they're probably going to ask, "Okay, what what are the future plans?" I, I we definitely okay. As far as what I think, and what I think does not really count to much, but we need a guy who has experience. Who has games under their belt baseball, as a manager? A baseball Ooh, mind, yeah. not an analytical mind. No, yeah, exactly. Like that's why when I hear like Dusty Baker is apparently interviewing for the job, I I would like a guy like that, a guy who has a lot of games as far as managing. Uh, he has a winning record as a manager. That is the exact kind of guy we need. A polar opposite of Gabe Kapler. We need a guy who's going to. Be a hard ass on these players, and not not going to pat them on the back and say, "I oh, agree." It's okay. But and the front this. office, the asses. front office is not on the same page. Yeah, no. Okay, and that's why I'm saying, and the manager won't have any leverage. So and here's that, the problem: when Dusty yeah. Baker walks in, he's going to trot on in there. He's got his briefcase in his hand. He's going to sit down and be like, "Hey guys, how you doing?" And they're going to say, "Listen, Dusty, you're going to do whatever the hell I say when I say it." 
And he's going to be like, what? I've been to a World Series before. How many World Series have you been to? And then Clint is going to be like, I don't care what you have to say. You're going to do all this analytical business, and you're just going to sit there and shut up about it. And Dusty Baker is going to say, ha-ha. F you, and he's going to walk out. And then they're going to hire some no-name you've never heard of, right? We're gonna, no, seriously, listen. We're going to hire a guy we've probably never heard of or know nothing about. And then and Clinton and what, Middleton are going to sit there. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. It was a figure of speech. Figure of speech. Know, listen, let me finish this. So, so then they're going to sit down at the press conference when they hire this new guy, and they're going to say, oh, this guy's great for the job. He's got a great worth ethic, ethic and he's probably going to be like a gate cap or 2.0. I literally saw something that said Chase Utley might be. Um, we should have cleaned house. We should have cleaned house, all right? We should have fired Clintac. We should have fired our, our manager, which we did, and just cleaned house whatsoever, right? <laughs> now we're split in half, right? Now we don't even have a plan. At least at least Clintac and Kapler together had a plan. It was a horrible plan, but at least they had one. Now the manager and the GM, if we hire a veteran guy like a Showalter, like they're saying we will, we will not be on the same page, right? Those two guys will be back and forth. So whoever they hire, maybe in the, in the meeting they'll say, oh, yeah, I agree, we're on the same page. But if it's a veteran guy, as the season pro- progresses, there's going to be things that, you know, Showalter, for example, wants that Clintac might not be willing to do. I didn't think it you was this dumbass. bad. But the problem is we're in a horrible situation, right? Clintac has a huge, the, the biggest offseason of his life, the biggest, the biggest six months of his life ever since he was a little baby <laughs> kid running around. This is the biggest, because if he doesn't get pitching and, and bolster this team and not go out and spend $2 billion, right? We want to find Crap good players. Vargas. We want to find good players on the cheap. Yeah. Right? Because it's a humongous roster, right? It's a 24-man, 25-man roster. You need to pull those money And I'm not saying, go that, but that's a lot of analytical things. I'm not saying I that, know. but get guys that aren't going to strike out a billion times. We need guys that are going to get on what the hell he's doing. For average, not strike out a ton. And, and our pitching is our biggest problem. The bullpen I'm, I'm less concerned about because we had a billion injuries last year. The starting rotation is more of a concern. I, I anticipate Eflin coming back. I anticipate Arietta coming back and Nola there as well. We need two guys. They're Velasquez, going to Velasquez. No, Velasquez in the bullpen. Pavetta, Crap-ass Vargas. Pavetta, see you later. Eikhoff, see you later. We need two pitchers. And I don't want to go out and spend $2 million on Garrett Cole either. So don't give me that option. I want two guys. I don't even think we can affect- afford it anyway. Mm. Two, well, there's no cap in baseball. Well, but still, I agree. We just spent 330 million last, last year on Harper. Yep. We don't want to spend 210 on. Well, when you Cole. don't have people yep. coming to the games. You, you want know, to get guys tickets. that 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 are going to be a good two, three in rotation behind Nola, and hopefully, with this firing our pitching coach, Nola is able to take a step forward. Next year, unlike this past season, where he took a step back. All right, let's touch flyers if we got time. Do we have oh, any time? Oh yeah, we got time. We got some time. We got, some time. We got time. I do. I'll start it off. Quit yucking my yum. It's been a. It's been an interesting start, start to the season. Dude. I will agree, uh, admit, okay. I was excited the first. Two Nobody games. cares about hockey, Max. Then we go to Vancouver, and that game really hurt me because we we looked like the better team, that, but it that, just couldn't get the job done. Okay, okay. Let me start off with that home opener against New Jersey. It was easily one of the best games I've seen in a long time. We played a full sixty minutes. That was, was really impressive. Holy crap! That was amazing. Then again, Devils are trash. Um, they are o o o four and two. Yeah, we have they, a good team this year. Yeah, uh, dude, I'm okay oh, with overpaying Kevin Hayes because Kevin Hayes has looked very good, very very good. Um, as far as that Vancouver game where they didn't look a quite lot as of good, travel, I don't factor too it, much into yeah, that. Yeah, they, they looked tired. They looked slow. They did look tired. Uh, they were you know nine time zones over in Europe uh, a week well, and a half yeah. ago. So 
I, I, I'm kind of attributing that to jet lag. And also, Travis Sanheim was literally a millimeter away from winning that game anyway. With, Off the post. With 40 seconds left yeah, in the game. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, I, I'm not that that should have went in. That should have went in. If, and, you know, if that went in, we wouldn't even be saying, it's like, stupid. oh, well, the Vancouver game, they and lost we, in the shootout. Uh, yeah, we took them to the shootout, and Vancouver was home. And, listen, the Vancouver's not a horrible team. They got no, a couple of good players. Dude, they are going to be really good, yeah. I think. And, um, and now, now that we, we're out on the West coast now we got a couple days here to you know gather ourselves we got edmonton tonight who is dangerous calgary tonight or calgary tonight i'm we sorry edmonton and edmonton days. in a couple days which i mean those are both good edmonton's undefeated oh and no no they calgary, lost last night and edmonton is but it's still but mcdavid that team is very good and also yeah. you look at calgary they still got johnny goudreau so johnny dude, but they the, the calgary is good and this is a big this is a big west coast trip for us oh we, yeah we hopefully we get it we can get a w tonight though uh elliot's getting the start tonight too so i that's gonna be a little. I don't mind it. I mean, it's I, a lot of travel. It's a lot of miles. It is, yeah. And I mean, Carter Hart can't do everything. Holy crap, Carter Hart and getting his first career shutout against New Jersey. Yeah. that was beautiful. Carter Hart, he man, he didn't have his best game against Vancouver, but hey, I, the the those goals that were scored on him, especially that first one, it's like what 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 can you do? I agree. What can you do? There's nothing that that one that was flipped up off the stick and like redirected Besser, into the net. Besser barely got that, that anyway. Yeah, but that was a nice that was a nice goal. So, but, um, and dude, as soon as Nolan Patrick gets back, I mean, he's got some serious. He's problems, got some though. serious problems. Uh, apparently, concussions it, and and it, or headaches or some migraines. It, he's having uh, it's like a migraine disorder. Yeah, which uh, they're saying is treatable, and they're not expecting him to be out too outrageously long. But he was. A, I was really hoping he was going to be a big piece this year, and he still could be. He still could be if he comes back. That center depth is. He's I know you don't like piece. Lawton, but Lawton on the fourth line is not bad. I agree. Uh, you got Hayes with Drew and Voracek, and then dude Couturier, Konechny, and Lindblom. That we're very been, good this year. That we're, has been we're, the we're, best line for the Flyers we so are far very this year. Good. Um, man, I it's been I fun to watch so far these first I'm, couple I'm games. I'm not, and dude, Elaine Vigneault. It, it, I I don't know if you watch the behind the scenes thing when they go behind they the went, glass or yeah. whatever it's called. It's it's basically like a cheap version of Hard Knocks. Yeah, but you can tell he is way more interactive with the players than Dave Haxtell was because the thing about Dave Haxtell he understands the players better. He, I feel like oh he does. The thing with Dave Haxtell he played this weird mystery mind game. It was like because I remember a couple of years ago he scratched Ghost and everyone was like, "What the hell are you doing? Why are you scratching Ghost?" Mm-hmm. It's an and outrage. It's be, and you know it's because he's trying to send a message to Ghost without sitting there and saying telling Ghost what is wrong. Yeah, and you know it did it did not work with the players. It, it works sometimes with certain guys, but if you have a coach who's much more straightforward with you, like Elaine Vigneault is. Mm-hmm. Uh, the co- the players will understand you more. They are they are accepting his system, that, and it's a much more effective system. It's a much more aggressive system because you know in the behind the scenes thing, it's all about speed, speed, and speed. Hard work too. That the work ethic has to has to factor yeah. in. So and, he gets the city, which I which I like. Oh yeah, and and he uh, and him and Kevin Hayes too, who at one point probably hated the Flyers because they were once New York Rangers. They, especially Kevin Hayes, he loves the city. He's going to fit right in. Yeah. And uh, I want really winners. Well so far. Do you expect a win in Calgary? Calgary, that's going to be a tough game because uh, Gi- Giant Gaudreau, in my opinion, is a top five player in the league. 
uh, uh, Matthew Kachuk. I keep, there's so many Kachuks. I hate playing in Calgary. I feel like that arena is just so like one side. Like oh, their fans are crazy. They are crazy. Uh, that's going to be a tough game. Uh, it's not going to be easy. Um, Elliot's starting. I'm a little iffy. Yeah, right it's now. a little iffy. It's a little iffy. Um, Edmonton, even though they're like five and one, I'm expecting a win because, in all honesty, uh, they have. W- Two is players. The, I'll, give, I'll give them two players. Dry, uh, what's the dry Dreisaitl? Uh, Leon yeah. Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid. Dude, McDavid is just stupid. Now, good. are we after Edmonton? Do we come back home, or we have another? We have we have a home game against uh, Dallas. Okay. Which on uh, Saturday, I believe, right? That's that's a coin flip. It could go either way. Dallas was good last year. Yep. We'll see this year though. Yep. And uh, I I don't know beyond that. All right, <laughs> that's fair. I, I'm just kind of taking what? one step at a time, trying to have fun. That's why I'm not quite as miserable as. Team. Hey, like listen, the Phillies are in, piece of the Swiss Phillies cheese. Turmoil. The Eagles are just taking a nosedive into the ocean. And the Flyers and Sixers are starting up, so a couple of weeks, oh, those yeah. things can turn it around. Real quick. Before. Unless T, you have something to add on the Eagles about how they're going to turn this whole thing around and we're going to the Super Bowl, and yeah, everything's going to be fine. Yeah, I got nothing. I done <laughs> lost my voice. I got absolutely I, none. I, All I, I got to say is if they don't get their together, I kid you not, I'm going to go off on this team again. Did you happen to see um, Joel Farabee's first professional goal? I don't know if you saw it. Who's he play for? He's on the Flyers. <laughs> Never well, he's he's he's. Wait, what's he's his what's his last name? Farabee. Because of the V. Farabee. Farabee with the, the left he's, hander, right? He, he's he was the, the, the first round. The, the wrister yeah. he had. The, the the. I'll show it to you later. All right. All right. Well, before we get out of here, there's a, a report from Brandon Lee Gouton that there is a strong possibility that Deshaun Jackson will play on Sunday against the Cowboys. At this point, unless... Well, I wish it mattered, T. I wish it mattered. It doesn't matter because unless Deshaun Jackson can cover a right How about receiver, our defense? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Unless he can get out there and play defense. I was then, about uh, to say, yeah, I don't think that's going to make much of a difference. That might, and it might just be like just a, a scoring output, but there's going to be no kind of defense played. Who's excited for this Thursday night game? Chiefs-Broncos. Yeah. Kind of a weird game. Yeah, just, uh, just, uh, what the f- is that? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, T, you want to do the whole closing? All right. Thing? Let's yeah. shut it down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. You missed any of this episode? You can always go to philly-experience.simplecast.com. We are available on all major platforms: Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, iHeartRadio, the whole nine. And as you can hear, I have no voice by the end of this show. What are you talking about? Your voice is I just am, absolutely amazing. It, it is gone. It is gone. It is completely gone. Well, and this is some straight up and utter All right, everybody. Big episode next week. Tune in. Let's go. You make me sick. Do we know it's hard? What the f*** is that? Pull your head out of your ass. We're going backwards, damn it. Let's go.